pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast for Manifesting. Our Abundant Life. So glad to have you all, all of you back with us again today. Happy post-Thanksgiving. I don't really believe post is correct. Let's just say happy Thanksgiving. Every day of the whole year, right? You hey, said y'all. y'all. Did I? I didn't say y'all. You sure did. did I must be back in the South, <laughs> y'all. Back in the saddle again. If you'd like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from me and from y'all, text the word kinetic 844-844-0049 is the number. StephenCanyon.com is the website, and you can follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Miss Maggie, also make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Meg, we found one. We actually found, actually, you found one. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, about the wind-up key for the ballerina. Oh, my goodness. Right? How exciting. I don't know how you found that. I, I, I don't ex- either. I exhausted myself. What is it? You exhaust the, 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 the work. You exhaust the effort. But I exhausted myself in trying to find one. Well, if you get in a fight with Google, Google always wins. I don't know about that. If I get in a fight with Google, I hand it to you. Okay. Because <laughs> Miss Maggie always wins. There you go. Don't, but I don't really, really give it away because if you're coming to our concert in Charleston, South Carolina on December the 19th, how's that for a plug? Don't, right. don't tell anybody that we've got a wind-up key for one of the young girls, a ballerina, who's oh going to be goodness. participating the in the concert. The level of cuteness that I'm anticipating it's just, I feel like I won't be able to perform while I'm watching the cuteness. The two twos, the onesies, the <laughs> oh rosy cheeks. Gosh, it's going to so be so sweet. cute, right? So sweet. Yeah. So come and see us December 19th. And the uh, oh, I'm hearing the children out on the beach right now screaming. It's, <laughs> They're it's excited, at, too. It's at, the, it's at the South Carolina Society Hall. Yes, the Society right? Hall. Society Hall, y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It does sound very... Uh, Southern, old school, and I love the South. Back in the genteel days, it's fun of, of the South. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And tickets are there online, easy to access. StephenCanyon.com. I'm a fan of Charleston, South Carolina. I love all the history there. Yes, it's a very. I always well, feel very cozy. I don't love the history. I love the historical buildings. Yes, How's that? Of course. Well, there's just not as much as you would think in this country because it's it can't compare to Europe. Well, because there's not yeah. as much as you think because there's not. As much. Well, and they didn't. As there should be. There's a lot that wasn't preserved here, so yeah, it's it's a special place. It's but you cool. go back 200 years and you're at the beginning. So what kind of? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> historical trees, I guess. I mean, Walmart <laughs> didn't come along long after that. You're being silly. Oh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had, well, I had a great Thanksgiving right there with you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was there. Nice. (laughs) We were together. It was groovy. It was delicious, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. We had a lot of food to be thankful for. Didn't everybody, I'm sure? It was wonderful. I miss all of our friends, by the way. All you KBs, and we've been getting your messages and your text messages, and it's so sweet. By the way, when we send out one of the KB text messages, I want everybody to know we do get yours back. So when you guys. Or liking it or sending messages. And some of you are sending photos of you uh, and what you're doing on a particular day. We love getting those. We do get them. So it's not like it's going into uh, la-la land. (laughs) Not into la-la land. (laughs) Well, maybe it is la-la land, but we're in the land of la-la. But we're there, so it's okay. No, it means a lot, though, doesn't it? Because I have to say, when we started receiving all of the well wishes and happy Thanksgivings back 
um, it made it made me feel loved we, and the family. family. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a big family, so very very sweet. So it, it meant a lot. In a in a sort of a, a larger sense of the word, we were all sitting around the same table. Yes, absolutely. So sweet. I love it. Wow. I love it. Well, speaking of KBs that we love, hey Liz, uh, Liz sent in a question. She is from Norway. I want to go to Norway. Have you ever been there? No, you've never been to Norway. Uh, uh, no, I haven't been to Norway. I want to go there, I need to though. go to Norway. Oh, the pictures look beautiful. Thank you, Liz, for sending in this question. And she says, I love my family, but they drive me crazy with their pettiness. I'm a KB through and through. I have two brothers and their wives, one sister and her husband and both of my parents. I love to hear about what they're doing. I'm an encourager. I champion them, celebrate and edify them, but, but they're all just so negative. They're, they're petty. They are disinterested in anything good that's happening in my life. And no matter what I say, they just, they just say something negative about it. For example, I like to exercise and work out, and they'll still talk about how much older they think I look. I mean, I think oh, I look no. pretty good for my age. Oh, no. So I've been having a hard time trying to not mm. feel negative about them. Could I get a little help, please? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> can I get a little sure help, Sure you please? can. Take it away, Miss Maggie. Right. Well, it's a four-letter word. No, no. Okay, I'll take this. Okay, one. back to you, Steve. All right. So, first of all, family comes with a sense. <laughs> family comes with a sense of misplaced obligation, doesn't it? Ugh. We just feel because it's yeah. family, we are. We have a sense of obligation. Yes. Got to be there for mama and daddy, and for all of them. We have to. You have to endure. You have to enable. You got to take it. We we have all of this. It's just a misplaced sense of obligation. We're obligated. Listen, all of we are actually obligated as loving, creative human beings to center ourselves with the energy of life producing universal love. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's actually from there that we have control over our feelings. So when you start feeling like you're out of control of your feelings, it's usually because you begin moving away from the center of the unconditional essence of universal love. But we can't, Liz, we cannot gain control of our feelings. Until we gain control of what we are relating to, and in your case, you're relating to relatives. How about that? Right now, <laughs> right now, you're having a relationship with something that you don't want, and that is, as you say, it's pettiness and the negative judgments of your family, right? But there's a way to sever relationships with, with everything that you don't want and to enter into relations with everything that you do want. Now, and the word here, actually, it's relations, not relationship, but relations, in that we form a conception of familial relationships, and we relate ourselves to our words. We relate ourselves to our actions, and we relate ourselves to our attitudes. Now, these are all, they can be hot buttons for familial relationships. They can produce... uh, Negative actions and attitudes and words because they, they're pushing buttons that have history. But we don't relate to their words. If you want to overcome these negative feelings you're talking about, the, the process gets us to the place where we're not relating to the words of the family. We're not relating to their actions. We're not relating to their attitudes. And this isn't a singularity of existence either. In other words, you, you're not going to be alone in your self-centered relationship. 
Because if you're feeling, if you're saying, well, I don't want to be lonely, I'm going to, if I, if I do what you're saying, Stephen, I'm going to be sitting here all alone on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, that's not the right idea. Because you're not going to be alone in a self-centered, the proper self-centered relationship. But you will have to prepare by mindfully meditating into your sense of oneness with higher consciousness. Now, we guard our speech. And by guarding our speech, we're guarding our thoughts. And intentionally, we're making every single word that we speak harmonize with the conception of relating with the oneness of love, of the love that is approving of every fiber of your being that's being made perfect just like you were created to be. And you're relating with the universal approval of the essence of life. Family's challenging. I don't have to tell all you guys that. Megan, you were with someone yesterday, I think, doing your nails, and she's like, family's challenging. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because... And, and yeah. the reason is we're mesmerized by the sense of an obligatory relationship. Yeah. And it's one that's filled with all the past experiences. And most of those are formed by a, a negative inner dialogue that we've created along the way. But as a kinetic believer, one who's attracting blessings and good health increase into your life, when you're experiencing a life through the lens of positivity... Now, there's some basic fundamental things that we've we've all got to adhere to. Well, and it's interesting that you keep using the phrase that we're mesmerized by mm-hmm. the obligation of it. And that's that's well, it's incredibly true. And it resonates because when 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 I think about familial relationships, if you just pause and you say, well, would I have the even have this relationship if there wasn't the blood connection? Um, the answer is usually maybe not. And so that makes it make sense to us that we it, you can be absolutely um, snowed under where the obligation is concerned. Well, I think we're going to do something pretty deep here today, not that we don't usually. But we're, this is a high level of being a kinetic believer because we often yeah. talk, Maggie, about doing work on self, transcending your own ego. What is your ego? How are you warring with your ego? Mm -hmm. What do you need to overcome? How do we mesmerize ourselves (laughs) by our higher being and all of the self-work stuff? And and we do it by, well, we never complain about things. We don't say things like, you know, the traffic was really bad. We never say things like, I didn't sleep well last night. We don't say things like, I've got a pain in my side. Mm -hmm. My knees hurt. I don't feel good today. KBs don't talk like that. We say things like, I enjoyed the ride here today, or I'm looking forward to a good night's sleep tonight, or I feel great, or I'm so grateful for my good health, for all of the opportunity where I live, for the country where I'm living. Because by learning to speak this way, we are aligning ourselves with the abundance of life, which we know permeates all of space. And that kind of alignment is what attracts more of what we're noticing and what we're expecting and what we are communicating. This is a spiritual law of reciprocity. This is what the God particle responds to for manifesting circumstances to change accordingly. We know that. But I think we need to talk more about transcending ego in general. And that means ego of family, ego in the world, ego in news, ego on the planet. Transcending that and awakening to the higher essence of being within us and without us because you can overcome your own ego but if you're not overcoming the ego Mm -hmm. in the world you're still underneath it well and the way that you just laid that out for us it really reveals why this is such a high level of of operation and from highest self because 
it is one word at a time. It is one thought at a time. And you have to bring every single one of those into captivity, like you've told us in the past. And it almost seems like a good exercise would even to be, be you know, hey, write down the negative version of the thought just for the purpose of, of scratching it out and replacing it with the positive version. Because we have to recalibrate ourselves. We have to learn what to say. We have to understand this kinetic believer's vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's that's where the journal comes in really in a, in a practical mm-hmm. way, very useful to navigating uh, these these types of situations. Because when it comes to feeling negative mm-hmm. about other people, about family, those feelings, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to tell you, they're going to hunt you down like a dog. They're going to take your lunch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like you were saying the other day, it's kind of like being in an eddy. And, and if you notice water flowing by and it goes around a rock and there's just this eddy and there's a leaf and you'll notice it's caught up in it. It can't seem to get out and it's going round and round and round. And <laughs> yes. life with a family can be the same way. And you remain frustrated over having the same negative conversations all the time or being subjected to criticisms that yes. you don't believe they're warranted. And they're certainly not for you to, for your consumption. Well, and, and this is the eddy thing is, is so... <laughs> It's so perfect because, you know, let's say that you finally, you, you do it, you you cut off that negative relationship, but now you're obsessed with why you cut it off. And so maybe you're even thinking about the negativity and participating in it more than when you were in the relationship. So this is all very nuanced and we you're, you're illuminating the path for us. You know, we have to be able to see how do we get from A to B successfully, you know, without being manipulated or, or picking up bad habits. Yeah, you end up in the eddy by being mindful of the lower state of being unconscious mm. that it, other people are in. Mm. And if you are, if you're allowing that to upset you, if you are considering it and if you are debating it and all of those things, then you're in it. You're being yeah. mindful of it. Yeah. So you're underneath it. It's kind of like taking how someone else is sleeping personally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't understand, Steve. They put a pillow between their legs and they shake their foot at me every night. They know that it upsets me and they still do it. You wouldn't stop saying Wanda. 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 <laughs> Who's Wanda? You know that upsets me. No, they're asleep. They're functioning in lower consciousness. There, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that they don't know what they're doing. And it's not flesh and blood that we are wrestling with. It's something mm-hmm. else. It's, it's the, the uh, unconscious ego. Wow. That you're wrestling with now. This wow, is high, so, this is high level stuff. So I want to really make sure I understand what you just said. That just as we separate out the ego from the highest self, we need to do this for others as well. Is that correct? What? Well, well, in a sense, you're not doing it for them. You're you are being aware of ego in the world. Mm-hmm. We can't do any of this for other people. Right, but that's how we're. That's our perception. It's, it's the it's our perception. That's right. So transcending the ego, that doesn't just mean you're on. We're transcending ego. Period. Mm, period. <laughs> okay, so we, <laughs> right. we unify ourselves with what wow. we desire to relate with. We unify ourselves with what we desire to relate with. And we have a responsive relationship with our genius of purpose. Outside of ego, we relate with the one love universal consciousness of God. And we plug our higher being into the wall of spiritual fame to empower our thoughts and speech and actions. Okay, uh, can you say that one more time? <laughs> Just the last thing about the Probably fame. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, 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 we take, 
we relate our relationship with one universal love, the consciousness of God, mm-hmm. and then we take that and we hold fast to that in an unwaveringly way, and I just related with plugging our higher being into the wall of, of spiritual fame to empower wow. um, our higher state of being into this realm, our thoughts and our speech and our actions by remaining steadfast, attached to that higher consciousness. I think so, it's interesting, too, that as you were just describing that, again for us, you kept you know putting your arm in this vertical position, you know, sort of pointing from yourself upwards toward the sky and and i just i wanted to share that visual with everyone mm. because that's exactly the the directional relationship that we're having you uh, can feel that when that's done properly you'll, you'll never be lonely like i was getting to a moment ago mm-hmm. there's no loneliness in relationship with with consciousness with higher consciousness wow so i have to say a lot of times when i'm in transition especially where relationships are concerned i do have bouts of loneliness if, if you mm-hmm. had a really a vibrant or even just a large maybe maybe that relationship has maybe it's just taken up a lot of space in your life and now that's being removed there's this vacuum there um so you're you're telling us that if we feel lonely in those in those times that we need to recalibrate with higher self because there shouldn't be loneliness that shouldn't be something where you know bur- a burden that we're carrying around we still have a horizontal focus we're still relating with them rather than with oneness mm. and so we we move our uh, our internalized observational focus from what they do for me to wow. my relationship with oneness and my creative genius that was given to me the gift of that wow I because that. we are the championing encouraging celebrating edifying life force of higher consciousness empowered through our unwavering thoughts our unwavering words and our actions our actions of love and our expectations for abundant life rather than the pettiness of any thoughts, words, or actions, regardless of whose they are or where they come from. So when it comes to not adhering to the beliefs of negative thoughts and those words and those kinds of actions, regardless of where they originate from, we've got a choice as to whether or not we're going to even consider them, mm, to debate right. them and maul them over and over like you know, you've... You're finished with the turkey dinner, and you've left family, and it's two days later, and you're still thinking about some of the petty comments that hurt you. Mm-hmm. Well, you're having a relationship with them. Somebody says, well, Steve, I just don't believe the petty things they say about me, and they just upset me when they speak to me that way. Well, if it upsets you, you're reasoning with them. And you don't have to believe them in order to reason with them. You're just still considering what they said. Now, and, and so as a result of that, you're not above the noise yet. You're still underneath all of that noise. In other words, we have the choice of how we process other people's words. It's a choice. Meg, you and I were just talking about what it means if somebody, if someone else respects you or not. Mm-hmm. And the world will tell you that you got to earn respect. But that's not true. The idea that we have to earn respect places you under the control of others' opinions and ideas and labels and judgments. The esteem of our life lies within us. It's not in other people. And that's why it's called self-esteem. The Bible says that as as you think, so shall you be. Now, this is talking about the quantum substance of a belief producing the life that a person will experience. So we are what we think about all day long. Wow. So if I put a label on myself like, uh, I'm just hurt, or I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm lonely, 
I don't feel good. I don't have enough money. I'm just so sick and tired of all the games. The news is just depressing to me. Whatever it is I say, even if it's just a figure of speech, well, what do you think a figure of speech is? It's words in this universe which are things. They are figures. But now those flippant words, which are labels, becomes my reality. And then I'm acting on that reality as though it's just, you know, I'm one of the most powerful processing centers of power in the creative universe. And it's my authority now, which is attracting a reality to represent who I've been designing myself to be. And it's those types of negative identifiers that are cognitive well, it's a neurosis trap, isn't it? And they're just self-defeating. Well, that really brings home this concept of, of recognizing self-esteem as the esteem of self, holding yourself in high esteem, and knowing that that is all that's required for, for growth, for achieving our dreams, our visions. And, and that also points back to that vertical relationship with higher self being um, all that we need. And everything else is sort of, you know, just frosting, just the, the, the extra, the cherry on top. That's good. The vertical relationship is high self-esteem, and the horizontal relationship is low self-esteem. Well, and as you said, Produces we're low self-esteem. It. And you can see that we're under, that puts you, trying to earn respect or, or earn things in these relationships, it's, it's putting you underneath Um, really being a victim to whatever decision they make about you. And that's how you can know immediately where you are, your relationship lies with self. Because if you have a sense of low Mm self-esteem, that means that you're not relating with the higher self. The lower self is horizontal. High self-esteem is vertical. When you just said that, um, relating with the higher self, it made me wonder, is it possible to, to go through life not even ever knowing your higher self? Is that something, it's almost as if, do we need to be introduced to our higher self if we're new to this in a certain way? It, we, uh, yes, we all need to be introduced to a higher self. And, and in fact, sad to say, most people go through life not ever really knowing themselves in their higher being. There is a knowing that there is a higher being. All have been given that. We all know that. There's, there's, and that's what causes depression and sadness and bitterness, worry, anxiety, fear, all of those things. Those are, those are uh, products of the root of dissatisfaction that comes from knowing without realizing. Mm. The realization, the, without realizing the higher being into existence, there's a knowing that it exists, and so there's a sadness that is not manifested. Wow. And that's where so many problems in the world come from. And the judgments and the things that the ego does that's destructive is because of the dissatisfaction that the higher self hasn't manifested. And so even with that knowing... There's not an intimate knowing that comes from relationship with higher being. Wow. No one is an actual victim to other people, even if it's family. No one's a victim to family ridicule and pettiness or even negative circumstances because, look, the I am of me, the I am of you, and the statements that we make always manifest first into mine and your life. And we have, every single person on the planet has the final authority of what will be in their life. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We actually choose the kind of personality that we're going to have. I mean, we do. In, in other words, it's not something that we're stuck with. 
And no, all dogs can learn new tricks when it comes to personality. <laughs> because if I say that, for example, if I say I'm disorganized, it's because I choose to be. If I say I'm OCD or I'm a pushover, it's because I choose to be. And I can be any way that I want to be because the personality of ego, and that's what, what, what personality is that we're talking about, the personality of ego is a choice in who we are, who we are is spiritually eternal. And it's the creative genius within that is spiritually eternal. And there's a personality that comes with that, that comes from relationship with higher being that we cannot change. That actually is our glory, and it only needs to be released. But the ego is bouncing around in all these personalities that have been fashioned and designed from judgments and labels and ridicule and coaching, negative and positive, and all that stuff. It's a hodgepodge of information that has formed itself into an egoic personality. Well, that clears up any ideas about why. Why is it so important to embrace the higher self, to to pursue it, to live within it, and to be connected to source? Because otherwise, you'll just be living a life where, where you're attaching all of these faux personalities to an ego, and it feels real. You know, it feels real in the moment, but it's you, to, to truly know yourself. There's nothing more more satisfying, more juicy and fulfilling and and just exactly knowing that you're exactly who and where you need to be. The reason it is so vital is because every single human being has been wired to be able to do anything. We can do anything. You can Mm. accomplish. Any person can attract and manifest anything, but you've got to be in higher consciousness in order to be able to do that or else you'll be you'll be sidetracked you'll be derailed right by the ego of someone else so i have a question about um sort of maybe a point of i guess you could call it reckoning where you are you're living life from the highest self so technically um all the pettiness is something that you shouldn't even be aware of because you're soaring above it however we're, we are aware of it, right? I mean, you you know when someone's speaking these things to you, especially family. I mean, it's always in such a subtle way. You know, they like you like you started out by saying it's the buttons. They know the buttons to push. But and how do we resolve that moment of reckoning where you're you're saying, well, do I continue to participate with these relationships and and just per, live in them from my highest self, or do I have to be true to myself and and move on in a way? Well, I mean, you have to be really careful when we talk about awareness, because being aware of something does not mean you're necessarily controlled by it, because there is a proper awareness that comes from a proper perspective. Mm-hmm. And then there's an improper awareness where you are aware of something and you're underneath it. You're, you are aware you're being smothered, mm-hmm. or you are aware that you can be smothered. That one's correct, and the other one's incorrect. You, the awareness that you adhere to and rely upon needs to come from a higher perspective that sees the good in people, mm. that sees that all of life is transient. And there is an evolutionary state to the spiritual reality, to the metaphysical, that all are progressing toward perfect completion in. Mm. And so the proper perspective in that awareness is that even though there's a pettiness among family, it's as it should be while they are transforming mm. and moving toward enlightenment at their own pace, mm-hmm. in their own way. And so that type of awareness prevents one from becoming uh, 
subjected to the fiery darts of the lower state of being in the ego that attempts to bring a person back into its fold and back under its control. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while we were sort of talking about self-improvement and proper perspective and Liz, and we, we were talking about this the other day. Liz, regardless of what other people say to you, even in their pettiness, don't let an old person move into your body. Yes. You said they're, they're saying you, you look like you're getting older and you like working out. Don't let some old person move into your physical body. There are a lot of assertions that are being made by scientists and metaphysical and even spiritual teachers concerning the idea of how to remain young and how to enjoy a youthful life. And the idea of perpetual youth is right up there with choosing what we will relate with. And first of all, contrary to objective beliefs, old age is not a constitutionally inherent necessity of the physical body. The body doesn't really grow old. It's just being perpetually renewed. The processes of, of cell destruction and cell building are continuously happening in the physical body, and, and we all know, well, we know from physiology that these processes are a lot more rapid than we've actually thought in the past. In the body of a healthy adult person, say of 45 years of age, there's not a single cell which is more than three years old. So far as the physical body is concerned, the person of 45 years of age is no older than someone of 20 years of age. And the person of 45 has nothing physical that he's actually kept from infancy, and he has nothing physical that is actually old. And the only thing about this 45-year-old, which they've kept from their infancy, is the subconscious mind. And that's, that's still there. Their lower, their lower state of being is still there and ready to be manipulated. But their subconscious mind is 45 years old, even though their body is less than three years old. So the question is, why does this young body begin to show a progressive aging and decay? What's happening here? Well, the answer can be found in relationship. What are we having a relationship with? Do you remember the movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button? Yes, I do. I mean, it's, I think it made a lot of people sad to watch it. I think so. so and there a, were some pretty amazing SNL skits <laughs> that came out of it as well. They were, weren't they? <laughs> it was great. It was well done, though. It's a great story. Well, it's loosely based upon a short story that was written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And the short story in Tales of the Jazz Age... Uh, the short story in that uh, was that Fitzgerald mentioned the idea for Benjamin Button, and he said it came to him from something that Mark Twain had said about how unfortunate it is that the best part of life is the beginning and the worst part is the end. Hmm. So in the, in the movie, Born Under Some, some Pretty Weird Circumstances, <laughs> Benjamin Button comes into being as an, this elderly man, and he's in a nursing home, and he goes through his life aging in reverse, in case you haven't seen it. And so in the story, Button's biggest enemy is time, right? Yeah. Which can be said for the ego, which is restrained by the empirical evidence of time in the world around him, diminishing our circumstances, ultimately to no effect. Death. It's over finished so but the metaphysical evidence of our expanding existence it's, it's also dealt with in that story albeit in a, in a very minor way but i believe the love story within the story is part of the beauty of that movie which by the way starred uh, brad pitt and uh, kate blanchett blanchett yes but fitzgerald's short story and the movie both demonstrate 
that according to egoic meanderings, the middle of life is the sweetest. It's not the beginning, as Mark Twain had suggested. But in the movie, <laughs> Benjamin wrote to his daughter, which I thought was very moving. It's near the end of the story. This message, uh, and the daughter read it out loud, and it was something It said, uh, For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. <laughs> which is the perfect message, really, for all ages. Yeah. What makes Benjamin Button such a, a powerful movie is the ending inspires this will to push for one's own happiness. In other words, yeah. to seize the day, to control the change that anyone wishes to see in their life. And the power of kinetic belief is to be able to retain youth in the same way, to retain happiness, to retain joy or a growing business. It manifests the delight of life as a spiritual being while having our natural experience. Wow. To Liz, to contradict aging in your own thoughts, just like all other areas of negative suggestions, we must think continually and only of the processes of renewal, renewal that are going on within our body. It has nothing to do with the validation of family or anybody else or what they think or don't think about you. There's renewal going on in your body, and it, you shouldn't give any thought and attention to the processes of destruction and decay, which can show up in the words and attitudes of other people. It doesn't have to be an internalized, it doesn't have to be your own sense of decay, but it becomes your sense of decay and destruction when you internalize those words, which are things that are producing the idea of destruction and decay within you. So it's imperative that you cast down those imaginations and those things, those fiery darts of destruction when they're thrown in your direction. I really love this picture that you're painting of, of the renewal process and how we can pursue a, a youthfulness, a vibrancy, because it makes me think that technically you could have, for example, two people in a gym working out, strength training, pursuing to get some youth back, but maybe one is there because they attracted it, because they pursued a path of rejuvenation, and the universe met them in that place, and then they just sort of were inspired to go work out, but the other one is sort of a forced path that they're on they, they somebody told them that's the way you have to do it so they're in there grinding mm -hmm. it out but i'm wondering if will the results be different well the in physical results could be the same depending on the the skilled i assume workout methods of each one but the main difference here is in, in that scenario is that the kinetic believer is working out because they are young Mm. They're not working out to become something. They're working out because they are something. Wow. And that's the fundamental difference of being a KB. A kinetic believer thinks renewal at all times in all areas of their life. Renewal, 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 talks renewal, feels renewal until the subconscious retains only the impression of renewal, or at least until the impression of destruction and decay has become something that's so thoroughly subordinate to the highest impression of renewal. And how wonderful to have the identity of the thing that you desire instead of being in a constant state of, of chase, of pursuit. Present tense. Yeah. You are wealth. I am health. I am young. I am strong. <laughs> I am all of these things. I'm not doing something to become those. Yeah. So the reason so few people are successful at retaining their youth this way is that the highest impression of renewal, it requires that we change how we view the world around us. And the highest impression of renewal it requires that we must absolutely close our eyes to the appearances 
presented by the environment around us as well. Again, this is high-level stuff. You know, you're not just dealing with yourself. You're dealing with the environment. You're dealing with the, your lens for life. You're dealing with the news of the day and family and, and all of them out there that are doing something other than what you're imagining yourself to do. There's a, an, another passage in the Bible that says we're to call things that are not as though they are. Think about that. And we know that that's true through observational quantum entanglement. As kinetic believers, we don't imagine to see age. We don't imagine to see decay in ourselves. Okay, you're you're thinking, well, that's easy. Okay, I can do that. I will imagine to see um, Sylvester Stallone in the mirror when I'm working out this afternoon with you. (laughs) Which one, though? (laughs) (laughs) The the early one. I'm going to imagine that. That's easy enough to do, right? Well, now, hold on just a minute, because we also must not see age or decay in any other person whoa yeah whoa right yeah and that's where it can get, get a little hairy that's the big one because you're going man i'm glad i'm not like that i'm gonna work out harder because i don't want to look like that right. wait a minute that's you're defeating yourself in this in the exact same way that we can't have a relationship with negative pettiness to transcend above it we cannot have a relationship with age and decay in other people to transcend above its effects. Mm. This is high-level stuff. So we imagine to think in terms of construction rather than destruction. I feel like you're also telling us to watch out for the nuance that the ego loves to add and sprinkle into everything. Um, For example, negativity. You're presenting negativity today as one and done. There are not levels. It doesn't matter if it's yours or someone else's. It just negativity is toxic, the end. But the ego loves to get in there and say, well, that's just this person or this is, that's a level five toxic trait, not a level one. You pulled the Um, ego right back into it as soon as you say, wow, I'm doing pretty good. Look how (laughs) transcendent I am. I wish all you guys were just like me. Yeah. Oh, well. Wrong answer. (laughs) Dang it. Guess what? I was doing so good. You're now under ego again. (laughs) So there's a natural order to renewal that requires a certain amount of reorganization in our own lives, in our minds. And it's a positive life choice when destruction is necessary for construction. Destruction of what we want to create that vacuum for Mm -hmm. so that we know that the universe is going to attract the better version into that vacuum. So some destruction is necessary to cast down those old things, to destroy those habitual way of doing things and seeing things. In other words, remember the universe, it always abhors a vacuum. This is quantum physics. And so it manifests form of like kind in order to fill voids. If we create a positive void with a gratitude of expectations, then positive renewal is attracted to manifest. If you are moving some negative people out of your life because of the access that they have to you and they are abusing you with their negativity, turning it toward you by removing that access to you, you're creating a vacuum for the better thing to show up. And this is where, again, our daily law of attraction journaling is so vital, isn't it? Because it, at all times, Maggie, and under all conditions, we must be active in our expectations to cast down our egoic thoughts that our body is not being totally renewed because it's our unwavering thoughts concerning our physical body that results in perpetual renewal. I want to make sure that I'm understanding this, really, uh, this kinetic belief principle that you're giving us right now. So... Is it true that every time that we that a vacuum is created, that 
we're always going to have to let something go to usher in the new. Is that, does that always have to happen first? Growth requires pruning mm. in nature, in, in, in life, out with the old, in with the new. You can't do both. You can't straddle a fence and yeah. have it both ways. Wow. And it can be painful, yeah. but it's always worth the, the sowing of that seed for the new adventure to come. It's worth it. That's that's it's worth it. that's yeah. it's expanding beyond what was, forward thinking, because it's through the practice of of all of this that we're talking about and and being a, a really determined to stay with your journaling continuously, with your highest expectations for life by imagining and desiring with gratitude for the present tense manifestation, aligning our words and actions with such a deep and sustained feeling that kinetic belief will counteract the negative egoic impression that's been created for thousands of years of the collective experiential beliefs. And I'm telling you, it's imperative that we just don't underestimate the importance of feeling in all of this. How do you feel? And Liz mentioned feeling bad. It's feeling. It's a built-in, actually, barometer that's indicating where we are in our mindset. Mm. Are we still in egoic reasonings, or are we operating from higher consciousness? Wow. In other words, it's only those thoughts which are accompanied with deep feeling that reach and impress upon the subconscious mind to awaken to higher consciousness. Mm. To relate to the egoic mind, the idea of perpetual youth and renewal, uh, we've got to feel young all the time. And we do that by acting young and not acting old, right? Don't act old. Act young. It's not as easy as it may sound either to act young, is it? Not when you're tired and not, sore. <laughs> not when you're used to acting old. <laughs> Or being around a lot of old acting people. It's sure. hard to act young, isn't it? That's why so few people do it, because the ego wants to adopt the customs and it wants to adopt the mannerisms of old age. And so what it does is it looks around and it says, oh, see that person over there? See how they are struggling with the same age that I am? Well, I must know that uh, that's who I am as well, because that's my age. We went to school together and they can't stand up without a lot of difficulty. So I, I need to struggle to get out of my my chair because we're the same age. No, we cast that negative narrative down that we judged others with. And we go and we exercise and we play like the young person we imagine ourselves to be. Well, just a personal note that I'm, I mean, something that I'm getting here that's speaking to me is that I'm realizing that when I'm overthinking a situation, um, it's a smokescreen. It's an egoic smokescreen trying to uh, label, give extra labels and, and put things in different categories and maybe rank the toxicity from, you know, on a scale. And you're, you're helping us simplify everything because it is simple. You know, truth is simple. Kinetic belief is simple. Um, it's straightforward. It's clear. It's clean. We, it's clear cut. And to remember that and to, to exercise in that is so vital. Well, the ego wants to have a talk. We need to talk about whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk Hold about this. Hold up here. Who do you think you are? Let's Don't you not. remember when you did go to school with that guy? Yeah, are you crazy? Yeah, what makes you so self-righteous? Right. Who do you think you are thinking that you're all that in a bag of chips? <laughs> no, it's through, our, 
it, it's it's all it's yeah. through the highest viewpoint journaling that we develop a worldview perspective for ourselves. All that the for the expanding and for the, the life giving energy of renewal, and it's from the imagination of the young person that we imagine ourselves to be that we journal ourselves to be, that becomes our article of faith. This is who we are. Otherwise, look, we're going to be inevitably, inevitably, we're going to start feeling old. Mm -hmm. It's going to catch up with you, and you don't understand what's happening. And if we, if we do, then we begin to present the appearance of that age that we've con convinced ourselves to be. I was in a restaurant many, many, many years ago having a conversation with a fellow I just met, and he could not have been older than 28 years of age. And I swear, I, he had to have colored his hair gray. And he was hunched over, and he talked like a grandpa. And oh it was a mannerism. And he was dressing with a, with, he looked like he was dressing like a grandpa. And he was shuffling about, and he was could not have been more than 20 and it was no and i can tell you that there was no sickness or disease that was causing this this was a personality that wow. he had and he was he was a lawyer he was an attorney mm -hmm. and he was presenting himself probably in the way that his partners in the sure, law firm sure. were they probably were much much older but people adhere to that and it becomes you and it will overtake your life wow well, and isn't that it? Just having the self-awareness, having the self-awareness of where we want to go, who we are, who we, who we desire to be, and then adhering to that. And because it is so easy, it's so easy to develop the, the personalities and, and the, and the lifestyle of those around us. And, and so um, that has me wondering though. So uh, is this all just up to us and our sheer mindset, willpower, focus, or would it be a lot easier on us if we position ourselves around uh, people living the way we want to? Great question, because if you're positioning yourself around people solely because you want to be like them, you're still being affected and manipulated by those people that are around you right. to transcend ego in the world and others and in self. This is how we develop the life that we've been given. All of our relationships are self-conceived. So we have to get to the place where we're no longer affected by the personality of someone else. It helps, certainly, to be around people that we aspire to be like. But if you're not careful, someone slips into that sphere of influence, and you, you've opened yourself up mm -hmm. to be influenced yeah. by those that are around you. And so you're still in a weak state of being. Well, and that, That's putting yeah. us back on that vertical mindset, that, that's that topic mm -hmm. that's been carried through for this yes. whole podcast. You know, vertical, vertical. Mm -hmm. and, and it will get rid of loneliness. It's going to help us through these transitional times is going to help us in growth always knowing that we're that's the source and it's not to say that we can't have these fruitful relationships with like-minded people but they're not the source and we have one source that's and I, th I feel like the main thing about that source is that it's unchanging because even if you meet someone that you aspire to be like they could go off the rails tomorrow now what are you going to do if you meet someone that you aspire to be like take those attributes and put them in your journal and say those are my articles of faith yeah because i wrote them down not because they belong in they're in someone else and this this higher relationship with higher 
state of being is the daily affirming work of a kinetic believer. And to develop the viewpoint of what you desire, what we desire, we have to be careful to keep it and to not allow the ego to argue with you and have conversations about it, to mentally take us and hold the position of how we will relate with all others with some sort of sense of purpose and even with our youthful mindset for manifestations. You have got to be extremely careful to not be anything other than inspired by attributes in others that we pick out and apple pick those, cherry pick those, and put them into a journal. And then that becomes the mm. the blueprint for yeah. our reality. Wow. we got to be careful to not identify with attitudes of inexperience as well. When I think about renewal and health, being healthy-minded, you know, there are a lot of other peripheral things that can come with a personality, for example, that we've aspired to or that's inspiring to us. And if you're not careful, then, like, for example, in youthful attitudes, off, off, well, it comes with inexperience because usually that's part of being youthful. <laughs> and I found that the egos are going to try to, it'll try to take you there as well. Yeah. It'll try to put you in the same kind of tennis shoes. It'll do all kinds of peripheral things when you start... Uh, becoming focused on someone young and you're wanting to be young like them. It's, in other words, it's not necessary to also be frivolous and undignified, but it's vital that we should energetically act and feel young. So if we don't identify ourselves energetically with being our higher self, that vertical self, like you mentioned, outside of the influence of labels and negative judgments with, with decay, we will identify with those who are physically older. And that's what we want to avoid doing. And that's adhering to and relying upon the old age mentality. And when you do that, that's going to just lead you to becoming, lead me, all of us, to becoming what we imagine them to be, what we are imagining all these others to be. And this is how we avoid avoid doing that. Well, and that's so true that, you know, we're not, we're not chasing after, uh, you know, make sure that... <laughs> <laughs> that we're going after the energetics, not the uh, bad hair and the braces, you know, that we all <laughs> experienced in uh, high it, school. But you know what? If you if you want to write down from a highest viewpoint perspective, bad hair and braces and tennis shoes, <laughs> put it in your journal and go do it and enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. The, whatever you the want. The point is not to become a victim of something that it does not serve you. Right. Well, and this is, this is also going to begin with defining articulating having having moments of adjusting and realizing the things that are your true heart's desire and things that we want to accomplish as kinetic believers they're always big they're always bigger than we can even fathom and imagine and so we are we're going to need energy we're going to need a youthful spirit to carry us through and to make these impacts that we dream of and that we have visions of. It's going to be a requirement. You're, you're working on a blueprint, and mm -hmm. you don't want to just dump a lot of ideas into the blueprinting of your life. You want yeah. to be very careful and succinct about choosing each attribute that's mm -hmm. going to be a blessing to you and all others. Yeah. You know, we have a couple of e-bikes that we bought out in Colorado just a few months ago, and almost everywhere we go, somebody somebody's always asking me if I like them. <laughs> everywhere. Which I think is funny. No, I... <laughs> can't stand it but yes i like it but i 
<laughs> I practice telling so many people about how it's like being young again. And I've had to make myself stop doing that because I see myself as young, not because I'm on an e-bike or riding a bike out on a uh, trail on a mountain, but because I see myself young and because I am, therefore I am. So I hold the mental attitude of youth and growth and renewal, and I take the physical attitude of renewal. And something interesting also begins to happen. Once you begin to do this, you cannot take life too seriously, everybody. (laughs) And you find yourself playing around a lot. That's part of the normal renewal of youth is that you're always ready to play. Mm -hmm. And the person who feels young, they want to play. They want to laugh, and they want to go outside and have a, a goofy time of it. If you are young, you're not going to only desire more physical pleasures, but you're going to want to participate in all kinds of physical games and sports, even if it's just a, a nighttime game of old man kick the can or something like that. <laughs> old man kick the can. Old man young kick man. the can. But you, that's, you're just playing a game, can. remember? <laughs> How can you retain the mental attitude of youth? If you say things like, well, I used to play tennis, or I used to play golf, I used to play baseball, but now I, I play cornhole, That's because that's all I can do do well play cornhole because you like to play it and you can do lots of things not because it's all you can do (laughs) these are the things that you say that are self-defeating that's the same thing as saying i'm just a washed up been there done that has been you know this is making me think of something i heard not too long ago and um somebody was just talking about the nuance of life and you know you're talking about i mean we're really splitting hairs in a necessary way with the way that we're forming words and saying things. And I think, I think it went that we're like one chromosome away from being a dolphin or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. And so the point being that Don't you wish that there are right. <laughs> Luckily, <Yes, please. laughs> but the point being is that nuance matters and words matter. And maybe it seems like, Oh, you're just splitting hairs between saying it one way and saying it another way. But that is the difference between having a successful joy-filled, unencumbered life, and one of of being burdened and held back by your own words. Sure. And, you know, this is another thing, Meg. If we're to continue with a frame of mind of renewal, we're thinking about, thinking about, thinking about going to the gym this afternoon. Just thinking, (laughs) thinking about it. Isn't that funny? Thinking about, thinking about, about, (laughs) thinking about going to the gym. But that includes dropping some of the exercising that we may have been doing inside of a gym and finding a way to, to play for that particular exercise, Mm -hmm. to actually go out and do something that's, that's fun in a game, game, a way of gaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mindset is I simply play because I am young, and so I enjoy playing. Because if you're not careful, the ego is going to get involved and start telling you, oh, my goodness, I love Stephen and Meg's podcast because I am growing old, but but now I'm going to make believe that I am young. This is not pretending. Yeah. This is not make-believe. No, seriously, listen to this. The truth is that you are young. There's not an old cell in your physical body, and your mind is a mere infant as it's infinite duration is concerned renewal is to be maintained not by make-believe but by unwavering recognition of the fact that i am renewed each day of my life scientifically speaking aging happens because the body just loses its ability to repair dna damage that's something that's called cross linkage theory but even though aging of a physical body is an outward appearance egoic expectations manifest negative results I don't know how else to say this. 
the mindset that worries about running out of time, mm. which is the ego, produces an almost non-existent gratitude for youthful renewal. So it erases the vocabulary of youthful expectations and the mindfulness of youthful actions. The, the mental stronghold of decay is deeply ingrained into the negative subconscious belief system. And so if the opposite higher being subconscious belief is meditated on, the appearance of old age will, is going to be supplanted by the manifestation of the real truth of youth. And so we, what we do is we align with this real truth of youth, and we objectively then adopt the attitude of youth. We imagine youth. We think youth. We feel the life source of renewal within us. So can, can and this is the question here, can you really retain youth indefinitely? Is it possible? Youth is, in, it is indefinite. Youth is eternal. Aging is the process of externalized awareness. You know, there are people who at 65 and 70 look just as young and act as young as those who are 35. And, and they've lost nothing in mental or physical power. And if that's possible for them, it's also possible for you. Because the one that is in them is also in you and it's in me. No one is punished for the pettiness of others, Liz. They're punished by their own pettiness. No one is punished for aging. They're punished by the mindset of aging. It's not the act that makes us anything. It's how we process the act that makes us all things. George Bernard Shaw, who won the Nobel Prize for Literature, said that we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Mm, yeah. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's just say this out loud. Say, I am renewed. I am renewed. Each day of my life. Each day of my life. My words. My words. Are constructive. Are constructive. They are productive. And they're productive. They are positive. And they're positive. And they're flowing into my surroundings. And they're flowing into my surroundings. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. The strength of my joy. The strength of my joy. Creates the words that I choose to speak. It creates the words that I choose to speak. The substance of my words. The substance of my words. Words, bring healing. They bring healing. The substance of my words. The substance of my words. Align my circumstances. Align my circumstances. To become what I expect. To become what I expect. Right now. Right now. In this moment. In this moment. I am tapping. I am tapping. Into the abundant supply. Into the abundant supply. That has filled the universe. That has filled the universe. With the substance of my every need. With the substance of my every need. I am so attracted. I'm so attracted. By the beauty of creation. By the beauty of creation. Of which I am a part of. Of which I am a part of. And the beauty of creation. And the beauty of creation. Is attracted to me. It's attracted to me. I am. I am. Therefore I am. Therefore I am. These things that I write about. These things that I write about. The things that I talk about. The things that I talk about. And the things that I act like. And the things that I act like. I conform. I conform. To everything that is working for my good. To everything that's working for my good. And for the good of all others. And for the good of all others. And today. And today. Right now. Right now. My genius of purpose. My genius of purpose is a gift to the world. It's a gift to the world. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm overflowing. <laughs> I'm overflowing. With the beautiful abundance of me. With the beautiful abundance of me. I have to say, hearing the children um, playing out on the beach was ex like a little extra 
perfect soundbite for us today. Perfect <laughs> you know, the sound little bit. screams. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, we absolutely are going away today with a full blueprint of uh, n- the next level understanding of what it means to be a kinetic believer. And I can't wait to see KB's on December 19th at our candlelight Christmas concert in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, and I'll tell you something. If you are planning on going to that, shoot us a line and Please. email. If you if you get text messages, messages, text us. Let us know that you're coming. Yeah. And we may even have a VIP section just for the KB's. Absolutely. Oh, I love that idea. Well, what a fun podcast this has been today. I feel youthful and renewed already. <laughs> you look youthful. You look renewed. <laughs> right back uh, at you, Steve. Sending out so much love and renewal and yeah. light and all of happiness and joy and all those great things to all the KB creatives all around the world. Yeah. Thanks, as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye. <laughs>